0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. I can't believe it's this week. Ah, I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> but I'm very excited that you're here today because one of my friends, you know I love when I have authors on that I know. But Linda has been my friend since before I got published. She's fantastic. And if you haven't read Linda Thomas Sundstrom's books yet, you're in for such a treat. She writes Paranormals That Will Keep You Up, Turning Pages. I can attest to that because I've read her books. And if you have not met her yet, I'm going to read her bio so you can get to know her. Linda Thomas Sundstrom is an award-winning author of Paranormal Romance and Urban Fantasy with books from Kensington, Amazon Montlake, Harlequin Nocturne, and Gothic Scapes. Linda lives in the West and swears she has paranormal in her DNA. A teacher by day and a writer by night, Linda delivers gothic supernatural fare, both contemporary and historical and invites you to come on this wild ride with her linda's really active on facebook so i put a link there to go to her facebook page and also there's a link to her website where you can sign up for her newsletter so be sure to do that you can do that if you're listening live or if you're listening later it's right there on the blog talk site for you and i don't want to delay any more linda are you there
1: I'm here. Merry Christmas! Yay! Merry Christmas! And you're back in San Diego, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in San Diego, and I have to admit it's it's you know for people listening in from the East Coast, it's like 50 here, and I'm freezing. <laughs> right. I was looking at the weather because
0: I'm going to travel back for a day to visit my daughter, and I I looked at the weather and went, "What happened, San Diego? Why are you cold?" <laughs>
1: You I don't know, but my tree right now, my trees haven't even lost their leaves yet. That's how warm it's been. <laughs> oh well, well, I'm
0: excited that you could finally come on because I've invited you a few times. But we have Faye. Uh, their Faye holiday novellas it was all linda's idea so i wanted her to come on and talk about it because i have one she has one and um do you want to tell everybody about making spirits bright why should they run out and grab it this week for their Christmassy reading
1: yes i um i had never written a christmas book in in all the all the books that i've written and um And decided one year at the World Fantasy Conference, uh, talking to friends Chris Green and Essie Holder that we should do uh, an anthology of Christmas. And then once I had written the story, which was called Hot Holiday, I I was totally addicted because Christmas is my favorite time of year. So I wrote, I started a dark versus light series of urban fantasy uh, stories, and so Hot Holiday was the first one, and then I wrote a couple more. And then this uh, this year I thought, well, you know what? We should do another one. And since you are a you know very good friend of mine, and I invited another friend of mine who had retired from um, pretty much from writing, I invited her to join in, and we put together Tinsel Wings and Fur, our Christmas anthology about Fay worlds, and my story in it, Making Spirits Bright. Um, it came out of a reader, my, I have a street team on Facebook and they kept saying, you know, write another dragon story. And so I decided I'd have to put a dragon in a Christmas story. And So making spirits bright came from the idea of uh, a dragon shifter, guarding the new house that he bought from a woman who used to live there, who knows there's magic in the house and she comes back to visit kind of trespassing. And so it's kind of a fun back and forth between a trespasser and a dragon shifter who's protecting something in the canyon. <laughs> it sounds complicated. Oh, I love it's really, it. It's really nice. <laughs> and does it happen at Christmas time? How does Christmas begin? Yeah, it's Christmas. It's the week before Christmas, and she's home on vacation. Her parents are going elsewhere since they sold the house. She's got just a couple of days to visit the old house and see if the magic that she always felt as a child there, um, was still there, and really upset that her parents sold the house without telling her. And then, of course, she trespasses into the yard and meets the new guy who, who bought the house. And the mystery unfolds of what he's doing there and it, is she supposed to be there, is she not, and uh, what are those lights in the canyon?
0: <laughs> and I am dying to ask, how do dragons celebrate
1: Christmas? Oh, dragons celebrate Christmas. Dragons love Christmas. So in in my in, in my in my world, they're part of the whole behind the veil fae. So they're just another segment of the fae. And so um you you know when you see lights and things dancing around and you don't know where they come from, I'm pretty sure they're fae, right, Lisa? First definitely not fireflies, say. No they're They're fay and they're <laughs> around it's fey magic, you know, not tiny little beings, but fey magic all around, and dragon shifters are just a part of that, and they love it as much as we do, and they love being near the lights and near the magic, and they're magic themselves, so it it all kind of you know it all kind of fits in Santa Claus reindeer and dragons. what can I say? Ah, oh, I love it, <laughs>
0: Rudolph was really a dragon, right? oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He had fire torch, not a red nose. He did, he did. And wings, which is why he was so quick and famous. That's right. We know. We there know we the go. truth. <laughs> there we go, Lisa. A new Christmas book, Rudolph the Dragon. Next year. Next year oh my everybody. Gosh. Next year. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah,
0: for sure. Definitely. I'll be looking for that next year. will I'll pre order it. <laughs> So so my my novella that was inspired by Linda saying, "Lisa, let's write a Faye Christmas holiday book." And and so I, the first thing I was thinking was, well, how how do Faye figure into Christmas? But then once I started down that rabbit hole, it was like, well, Santa was a jolly elf. And so and anyway, so my story has a warrior elf from the winter realm who is sent across the veil to search for the blood of the wisher to save the magic of the winter realm and when she crosses the veil it happens to be right at a a christmas parade that is beginning and there is a down and out songwriter named darren who has had to take a job as a mall santa to help make his rent for december and so anyway, they grab her. They see her ears and grab her, and she's up on the up on the float with Santa, <laughs> and off they go. And she finds out that Christmas is the best time for wishers, but she has to find the one. So anyway, it ended up being super fun and so Christmassy. So thank you for having us right those. Yeah. That was
1: really fun. Isn't it fun? I, you know, the, that's where the urban fantasy kind of comes in because my first one, Hot Holiday. <laughs> was was about a recruiter from hell named Wanda who's who's taken the job a, a hit was put out on Santa Claus when he's in New York renewing his contract and and she's got <laughs> she's got the hit so she's supposed to take down Santa Claus who's who's guarded by a lawyer who's really a guardian angel so you can imagine the craziness that ensues there <laughs> I love the way our brains work i isn't it isn't it mad it's 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 very mad I think but you know but sometimes I think we just can't help ourselves
0: for sure and I think in a weird way mixing the Fey with Christmas even though you know they at first you're like what but the the magic of Christmas goes right along with you know fey magic and with fairies and pixies and elves and all that kind of thing right it,
1: it ended up being really cool yes and who isn't you know Santa's behind the veil so you know exactly if you go to the nor- if you go to the <laughs> North Pole you can't find him probably because he's behind the veil so it's all part of it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, you
0: not only write Faye, but you write a lot of werewolves, which I love. And you started a new werewolf series this year, Wolves of the West. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that?
1: Yes. I, you know, I live in the Southwest. I love the Southwest. It's it's. I could just stay in the Southwest part of the United States forever. And uh, I love the <laughs> desert locales. And so I, and I also love ghost towns. So I visit a lot of ghost towns when I'm on vacation. While oh, I'm I visiting, them too. I know, well, I was visiting one in Arizona uh, and looking around and there's nothing around them. I thought, what a perfect place for a werewolf pack. So I, I created Desperado, which is an old retired tourist attraction that people think is just a ghost town and i put a werewolf pack in there who you know kind of has trouble with the ranchers nearby but protects the area from other things you know because there's there's vamps that drop by and all kinds of other things but they they protect the really protect the ranchers and the herds without you know of course ranchers and no one else on earth knows that werewolves exist right lisa Mm -hmm. right of course (laughs) <laughs> so you know they have to be careful, but you know my werewolves have jo- hold down jobs and and everything else, and pretty much good people and bad werewolves, good werewolves. But it's it's our world; it's not too far removed from our world. And then things happen, and the moon comes right. out, They are what they are. <laughs> and the first the first book in the
0: series uh, has a special werewolf, right? She's some kind of lightning wolf.
1: The no, Lightning Woman. Yes, she's she's got a little bit of Native American blood mixed in with her werewolf blood, and she's just she's faster than most. She loves storms. She's very intuitive, um, and she I don't I don't want to tell people what her special abilities are beyond that. But um, yes, it's about Lightning Woman, and that's the title of the story. Um, I had done a book for Harlequin Nocturne called Desert Wolf, and that was probably actually the first one in the desert that I wrote um, about Desperado. And so I will bring that back once it gets the, right, the rights back to that. I will bring that back as part of this series. But, yes, so oh, I've really got cool. this, one, this one said it Desperado, Lightning Woman, and then I'm writing one now, the second one now that said it Desperado, um, because some readers liked a character in my book, in Lightning Woman, that was rejected by Lightning Woman in favor of someone else, and they all were sad and wanted him to have a woman. So, um, so I'm writing his story now. So the series will continue, and it's really fun because it's it's in my area, it's right up my alley, you know, and people can learn things about the desert and cactus and tourists. And it's it's really fun right. enjoying it.
0: Now, you had started your writing journey, like, traditional, the traditional path with, you know, a traditional publisher and all that kind of thing. But how much do you enjoy the Wild West of being hybrid and self-publishing and
1: things like, my readers wanted this book and now I'm writing it. Isn't that cool? I really love that. I, I mean, I do love <laughs> it. Um but I loved being traditionally published too and still am um, in the, in the UK Um, Harlequin desire, just put out, uh, put my book, the boss's mistletoe maneuvers out again in the UK. And that little (laughs) book, that Christmas book that I wrote for them is now in 12 different languages. And and so it's, you know, it's made its way all over the world and it, and you know, Christmas, it's just people love Christmas. So that one just came out in the U.K. this month. So I've got, I, I still am traditionally published, but I'm really having fun doing all these things I wanted to do and having more creative control of my cover right. art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah. have had some very, you have had very traditionally, bad covers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've had some covers that you're like, what? He has long, flowing hair. Have, no, he has a crew
1: cut on the cover. <laughs> yes. Yes, my my. I tell that story when I do book signings. My in Golden Vampire, my um, my Blood Chronic Chronicles series, Golden Vampire, Golden Vampire, page one. He's got long flowing blonde hair on the cover. I get a buzz cut, dark hair, buzz cut young guy, and I, I said, "Well, people, people." People will, I, I will get feedback on this. You know, the publishers don't worry about it. So I will get feedback on this because it's no, you know, it's nowhere like that. And they said, well, we, we, you know, we thought this would just be edgier for people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, in that book, my, my golden haired vampire is really Lancelot, you know, from the round table come up into our century because he was immortal and, uh, and so I, I wasn't really worried about what was really popular now in terms of the guys on TV
0: when I wrote it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and since you're talking about the the vampires, but you want to tell everybody about that the idea behind that series because I love that you meshed together King Arthur and vampires. How how'd you make all that happen?
1: Yes. Um well, I went to school at UCLA and and um was very into history and medieval history and beyond and so i must have on my shelf here probably 60 70 books on king arthur and i loved it and started doing work on um on finding on you know doing a, just research work on finding the holy grail so then i thought oh you know it, the grail no one knows where it is it's still around somewhere supposedly if people believe there was a holy grail And, you know, what if their protectors, the people who really were put on earth to protect the Holy Grail, were the Knights of the Round Table who were sent out to find it, right, in all the tales. What if they were the protectors of the Grail? And so they're still protectors of it today because they were immortal, made immortal by drinking from the Holy Grail. So, you know, you, you have to tie in religion and how, how okay is it for these guys to have drank from the, whole, the blood from the Holy Grail and become immortal themselves, six of them, to go through time protecting the Holy Grail? And eventually it becomes their task to really keep anybody from finding it so that this doesn't happen and we don't have a whole slew of vampires all over the world from drinking from the Holy Grail. I love that,
0: and and the way you wove it in with vampires is, is very cool also. If you are listening and you haven't read it yet, um, Golden Vampire is the first one,
1: right? Yeah, Golden Vampire, Guardian of the Night, uh, Immortal Redeemed is still with Harlequin Nocturne. Uh, Angel Unleashed is still is Harlequin Nocturne, but I, one oh. book per night, one book per night, um, and they are... Lancelot, Lancelot is in Golden Vampire, but we call him Lance now. No one knows he's Lancelot. And then in Immortal <laughs> Redeemed, it's it's Galahad and Immortal Redeemed, which will be reissued next year. And oh, yay. um it goes on and on like that. The six knights of the round table, the most famous ones, are kind of renamed in the books, but eventually you know who they are and how they evolved and what happened to them originally to... Uh, make them immortal, I love that series. I love it. I do that's, that's yeah, my favorite yeah I do too. series of all
0: I'm glad you're getting the rights back, so you can cover them the way you envisioned,
1: yeah, it's very exciting to do that, you know to look at the uh you know I will be forever grateful for from Nocturne for you know buying all these books over and over, you know, but um, but it is nice to have a new cover i wish I wish that publishers just allowed you more leeway on choosing your covers yeah more more input yeah,
0: yeah yeah is there a paranormal creature that you haven't written about yet that you want to because you've written vampires and werewolves and fae and dragons and is there some kind of creature that you're thinking about that you haven't written yet ghosts
1: Ooh. are
0: yes, there going to be ghosts
1: in desperado I- I have a, uh, there are ghosts in Desperado, yes. And <laughs> and I have a, a series that will be out at the end of next year called Ghostly. <gasps> you heard it here, guys. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so is it going to be paranormal so, romance? It's paranormal romance. Uh-huh. Um, and, and... You know, my Blood Knight chronicles are really kind of thrillers, paranormal romance thrillers, and so are my wolf books. Um so ghosts will be the same, it'll be paranormal romance thrillers. But yes, I I I love the idea of ghosts, so so I have to write about oh. that. And and they showed up in Lightning Woman by themselves, so I figured I was <laughs> supposed to write about them.
0: Yay. Okay. That's exciting. So for 2022, do you already have it planned out? Which books are
1: going to come out? Yeah, I have five books coming out. Um, Let's see. Immortal Redeemed will be the reissue from Nocturne. And Immortal Redeemed, I have to tell you, is probably really one of my favorite books I've ever written. Um, you know the Blood Knight Chronicles are so much deeper. They're 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 complex and they're deep, um, as opposed to the Wolf books, you know, which which are really faster paced books. Um, but yeah, I uh, have five coming out that I know of, and probably a novella or two. Yeah, because now you have to write that Christmas book that we just came up with. Yeah, <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs>
0: Rudolph
1: the Dragon. No, but stay tuned, everybody, because who knows, Lisa and I come back with another Faye comic book next year. You never well, know. You know. Well, you know, Lisa and I did uh, the Fae Worlds anthology two years ago with uh, mm-hmm. a few other of our friend writers, and, and that's where the whole Fae Worlds thing kicked off, right? So all the all the Fay books are going to be Fay World's series, whether they're novellas or full books, and you know, it'd be kind of fun to cover all the holidays, wouldn't it? <laughs> put put and a I little know you magic in every holiday. Yeah, I mean, I know you love Halloween, right, Lisa? <laughs> yes. Say <laughs> Halloween. To get some kind of evil Fay. Yeah, <laughs> evil, evil Fay, fay, fay Halloween. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So, you know, as far as, as far as I, I really do love Facebook. I have to say, I, I know so many people hate it. I love it. I'm on there every day. I, I answer every question and I, I talk to readers who are so good and loyal. And when they say to me, I'd really love, you know, for you to write about this guy or I felt bad for him and, you know, I want him to have somebody special and I love listening to that and I try and do that. I try and do what they ask if it all, at all fits into my series and my time schedule
0: yeah I love that and and you have a reader group on Facebook too so if anyone is listening, if you go um find Linda on Facebook, she also be sure you um get into her reader group there because she does take your feedback and write books for you. <laughs>
1: I do in fact um our making spirits bright my Christmas face story that's out this year already has a sequel going called poison kingdom. So, um, I have that, I have the cover for that. I have that started and gosh, do we just have enough time to write all these books, Lisa?
0: No, no, there are so many ideas and so little
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) I know in between these, we want, we want to make gingerbread cookies, you know? Right. Well, I was gonna.
0: That dovetails into. I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite Christmas tradition that you do? You like to do at Christmas time.
1: I love going out and looking at Christmas lights. And it's such a simple thing to do, but it is one of my favorite things to do. So my husband and I, um, you know, my mother passed away uh, two years ago, but we used to take her. You go out, look at Christmas lights, have hot chocolate. And then when we come home, you know, we do silly things like we read the night before Christmas out loud. We watch our favorite Christmas movie and, um, you know, hang out by the tree with the lights on it. So once again, lights are my Christmas thing. Yeah. No wonder you like Faye at at Christmas. Yes. Yes. Lights. (laughs) It's all lights. Sparkly lights call to you. (laughs) They they do. They call to me and um I really love it. So I would I would just have lights everywhere. And we live in the country so no one would see lights if we put lights up outside. So
0: so <laughs> I have to yours. light up the inside.
1: I have to light up the inside. I have lights draped from my hutchin and lights draped from the fireplace and lights on the tree. Oh, I'd really? I probably wrap myself in lights if I could. <laughs> So so, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie is a very old movie called The Bishop's Wife. And there was a remake not too long, not too many years ago, but this one starred Cary Grant and Loretta Young and David Niven. Do you remember David Niven? Oh, I do. Yes, and it's such a wonderful, feel-good beautiful i mean it's a beautiful old black and white movie and i watch it every year just i just love it because if you can't get into the christmas spirit and you watch that movie you will be in the christmas spirit because there's something truly magical about that movie huh i have never seen that
0: one so i'll have to go see if it's on streaming anywhere
1: you know, fun fun movies. The Santa Claus with with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always fun. But um, that is cute. And then of course you got a Hallmark Channel, which has <laughs> yeah, every, so every, <laughs> every every Christmas music on every Christmas show and bit of music. You know, that deals with Christmas. But you know, they're they're fun and you can get into the spirit watching that. But you know, there's a f- only a few movies with heart. You know, Wonderful Life. Uh, The Bishop's Wife, things like that. I don't think they just, they don't make movies like they used to because they could be a little prettier and more in depth in the past, I believe. Yeah.
0: And so this is more about writing, but who inspires you? Like when you're reading and then you go, oh my gosh, I have to go write. What do you love to read
1: that really pumps you up? Well, I have to say that one of them, you know, I read everything. I read thrillers, mystery, romance, urban fantasy, you name it. If it's a good author, I want to read it. And I, I listen a lot because um, I, I worked, uh, I just retired last year, but when I worked at a university here, it was a long drive. It was an hour, hour drive to work and back. So I started listening to audiobooks. Still love audiobooks. <clears throat> but yeah, a person poetry. that really, a person that really inspired me, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, is Britain's. You know, Jim Butcher is is famous here. And in Britain, they have Simon R. Green. I don't know if you've ever read him. Mm-hmm. And his Nightside series. And when I read, when I read the Nightside series, it's one of those things where you go by every single book the author wrote, so you can right. have them all and read them all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're very quirky books. And I love Jim Butcher. I also, of course, loved Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles. Yes. hmm Right? Me and, too. Fantastic. And then there's another author I like, Christopher Moore. He wrote a vampire series called yes. You Suck, a love story. Yes,
0: I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love those too. And then for werewolves, if you want to get very hardcore, it was um, The Last Werewolf by Glenn Duncan. Very serious, very okay, hardcore vampire book. That uh, It's one of those that I read the first two pages 27 times probably and just went, oh, my God. Wow. You know, if I could, you know, this is just so fantastic. I can't believe it. Oh, I love that. I've, I haven't read that one. I'll have to look for it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I I like everything, but urban fantasy and paranormal probably are my favorite things to read.
0: Yeah, me too. I I like the world to be more than what we see, you know? So, yes. I but I'm okay with I'm okay with it being scary. I like horror, okay? Um urban fantasy is great. It just I I like for the conflict to be more than, you know, I'll have to quit my job and move.
1: Um, I like it yeah. to be giant. You know, the whole world could end. Yes. So I know we, we love romance, but it has to be, right. for for me, it has to be romance with a twist. And that twist yes, is always a giant paranormal stake. in some way. Yeah. Yes. Because the tension's higher, the stakes are greater. And even though mm-hmm. you may have, you recognize, you know, tropes in there, which... Of course, we have to put in there. Um, Still, they're different. It's just a slightly different twist that ups the tension. And for a writer, you know, we love writing that ourselves, right? We love the tension. Yes, for sure. Well, we're rapidly running out of time, so
0: everyone needs to run out and grab Making Spirits Bright. Um, because it will get you in the Christmas spirit. And where can people get in touch with you, Linda, after they read your books when
1: they're excited and they want to talk Facebook, to you? Facebook. Facebook. Um, my author <laughs> page on Facebook. Um, I, you know, can message me that through Messenger through there. And, and, uh, and like you said, I do have a newsletter sign-up on my website, and I mm-hmm. will respond because I love new readers. Yay! Well, thanks so much for being here today. It was so fun to talk to you. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, too. And thank you, Lisa, for inviting me. And uh, everybody have a Merry Christmas.
0: Yes, very Merry Christmas. Thanks, Linda. Bye, Lisa. Thanks for joining us Bye. on Booklights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com or articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.